from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. I wanted to send my sincerest thanks for my listeners in the UK. Your support is very much appreciated. And just a quick side fact, which concerns the UK. Did you know that the greatest portrayal of the fictional character Robin Hood was acted by none other than John Cleese in the film Time Bandits. Yes, it's true. Absolutely spectacular performance. Absolutely loved Muddy Python. Now on with the episode. This is podcast number 179. The Future. Thoughts on Immortality. Right out of the gate, I wanted to thank Roger for sending me this uh, question. He simply wanted to know what my thoughts were on immortality. And that is a great question. Thank you for the question. And I'll do my best to uh, tell you what I think. So, a few things I think are in order to clarify. You see, first of all, Roger, you have to define immortality because, well, to my knowledge, I don't think there's, I mean, there are people who claim this, and to me, they fall in the same category as those who walk around claiming to be Napoleon Bonaparte. Uh, some people, they claim to be immortals, but yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> but um, at least in the animal kingdom, there are um, examples of, let's say, what we could call, for all intents and purposes, immortality. Little, little, teeny, tiny animals, creatures, uh, no larger than, say, a millimeter, are called um, tardigrades, And um, of all their values and all of their, well, is they're certainly not going to win a beauty contest anytime soon. They are quite ugly. Uh, but little critters... Like I said, no bigger, there are several species, and no larger than, say, a millimeter. Um, and they can be found just about anywhere and in just about any environment. And uh, let's they have uh, four pairs of um, legs, if you will. Um, and they uh, either are 
mostly um, plant-eating herbivores. And there are some uh, carnivorous pterygoids. But, um, yeah, they, um, they live for a long time. But what their claim to fame is, <clears throat> is just how incredibly hardy they are. You can, for a very long period of time, you can uh, hit them with very high doses of radiation. Doesn't bother them. You can boil them in water for over an hour. Doesn't bother them. They live through that. Temperatures as low as I think it's been recorded of minus um, around 370 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm sorry, I am an American. I don't know the Celsius conversion for that. But um, that's pretty damn cold. Um, yep, they get right up and walk away from that. They live through the vacuum of space. Um, so, yeah, we're talking as little critters go. That's pretty tough. But, once again, not immortality. There are animals on this earth that, again, far our small, relatively small um, existence in time, which is averaging, I believe, it's around 72 years. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, when you have something that lives for hundreds of years, that's got us, that's got us beat. And so you have giant tortoises. They live for... Um, several hundred years um, in the ocean you have fish of orange roughy they close in they close in on around close to 200 years I mean there are just so many creatures that just have amazing lifespans I mean and for instance some of for again what would be uh, perhaps considered immortal uh, certain Animals like uh, these sea sponges, um, which are animals, and they've known uh, they could live literally for thousands of years. And how do they know this? Well, I'm not entirely certain since they weren't around when they first were birthed or born or created, but um, I'm sure they. They know what they're talking about. But once again, the two factors are this. Um, it's an unknown because there is a difference between a long lifespan or let's say a very and exceedingly long lifespan and immortality. And, of course, we as humans are concerned about our potential for immortality. And, <laughs> um, well, there are several factors. <clears throat> um, one is, is it, is it possible? 
And the very short answer is, in my opinion, no. Now, <clears throat> there is a difference. There is a marked difference that I want to get across between a uh, living a life free, let's say, of a degenerative state um, and being immortal are, are two different things. And many people um, haven't considered that. But, for instance, um, my thoughts on this would be if it could be, and, and I'm going to get to another aspect of this, because as I usually do, um, I apply the same, or I try to apply the same adages that I create to myself. And one of those adages is just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And there's no difference here. So as far as immortality, eh, I, I just, I certainly can't see it in, and certainly not in our lifetime. Who knows? Hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. I mean, we, of course, will have no idea. It's, that's what it is. We, we just, uh, we are limited. We only, as the old Cat Stevens song said, we only dance upon this earth for a short while. But we have the knowledge, at least, that we have. And um, knowing that, what I can talk about is what they in the science field are talking about, which may be a possibility, is that while it is not <laughs> immortality, I believe that many people alive today um, would be happy to know that they are feverishly working on a plan um, that would include extending the human lifespan um, tremendously. And what that, what it, what it would be like is this. <clears throat> Say you reach, as a man or woman, you reach your optimal age. Um, I don't know. Let's say for a male, it's 21. And all things physically are ideal and at their peak, at their potential. I'm just going to arbitrarily, I'm going to state, I assume it is, but, you know, I am not a physiologist. But I believe it's like 21. Um, for girls, I believe it's younger. I think that's around 17, 18. But please correct me if I'm wrong. But um, basically, however this is done through a process, a series of injections, uh, pills, don't know the mechanism of how it's done. But after reaching that um, optimal physical age, you simply don't decline. You 
you get older, but you don't have any signs, physical signs of aging. So imagine that, if you will. Imagine you could be, you know, not only easily 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, whatever it goes up to. And you would, uh, we've, we've seen this kind of thing before in various movies. Um, and um, the porch, the portrait of, um, oh, its name won't come to me, Dorian Gray. Yeah, that's it. I believe, yeah, that was written, written by Wilde, Oscar Wilde, I believe. And um, that's just, there's been many, um, stories like this but yeah it comes to mind uh that particular well um book that was written all those years ago anyway and you just go on and on and you could be i don't know hundreds possibly even thousands of years old um you but you simply don't um you don't succumb to the biological process that we currently have that shuts us down and makes us old. And that process, which right now, um, I believe, is still um, irreversible, and it's just the breaking off of the strands of the telomeres from the, uh, the genome. Because in the process of the body constantly repairing itself, you have these sets of uh, genetic material, these telomeres. And in the process of breaking down and um, you know fixing themselves, they're they're broken off. They're like spent material. And they can only do this so many times. So um and once those uh, that number is up, once they have uh, you know uh, genetically repaired themselves and done what they're doing so many times that it's done, then it's a one-way ticket for the cells because they no longer have the capacity to repair themselves, and then they cease to function, and then we get all the signs and symptoms. Uh, particularly starting in, you know, our 30s, middle age, it's what's called middle age. And, you know, things like wrinkling of the skin and graying of the hair and all the various things over time that don't get better. <laughs> this is kind of a slippery slope. It's a one-way road. And that's, um, that's what happens. And also, contrary to much popular belief and if you're ever in a cocktail party or a bar or, or what have you you could even challenge someone to this question it's a sneaky trick but fun nonetheless and you could ask them uh, a given person whether someone who's known or not known or Someone robbed a person, and when you hear the news, and the the uh, the assailant was shot and killed by police, let's say, 
cause of death was, you know, multiple uh, shots that they got from whomever and, and shot in the chest and the heart and the lungs. And, but ultimately and very technically, that's not what killed them. Pretty much, unless it's a, a very bizarre circumstance, um, pretty much everyone, every single person dies from the same cause. And that is a lack of oxygen. When the body can no longer process oxygen is when you die. Now, regardless of what may be the cause of that, but regardless, when your body, when you can no longer process oxygen very rapidly, all the organs and everything else, it shuts down, shuts off. And that's the way we are, at least 99% of us, will meet our demise, but not to want to stay in a uh, admittedly um, depressing area for too long. <laughs> um, yeah, they're talking about being able to eliminate basically what we call old age or, or getting old or falling prey to all of the indignities of of that process. However, <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know about you. Of course, I can't see you. I don't know if you are young or middle-aged or older. I don't know. I am certainly middle-aged. And would I like to have the body I had at 21? Well, you're damn straight I would. Of course. <laughs> I wouldn't, but I wouldn't want to lose my, I wouldn't want to go backwards in my mental um, development, though. And just as a, another quick side note, uh, when polls were taken about this with people who were middle-aged or older, and strangely, when they were asked if, you know, would they like to go back to their, you know, 21-year-old selves or their 18-year-old selves, as, as strange in a sense as this may sound, the vast majority of people, which included both men and women, said no. And what they uh, were able to, what it is, what they meant by that is, believe it or not, people's state of mind, their mental state, the knowledge and experience, they don't want to give it up. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to go through puberty again. <laughs> they don't want to go through high school again. And it's like, God, no, holy shit, Christ, no way. Don't want to go through that again. So, yeah. Um, and in a sense, I didn't expect that from that research, but yeah, um, when I thought about it myself, it's like, would I want to go through puberty and 
high school? <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> especially not high school. Um, high school for me was, um, uh, let's see, put it mildly, uh, really unpleasant. <laughs> As it was for, I wasn't alone because I had my friends and uh, a lot of the things, you know, I was going through, they were as well. And so, as any person who is the least bit introspective um, and is being emotionally or intellectually honest will tell you, um, it was a really very crappy time, a very difficult time, as it is for most teenagers. And nope. Wouldn't want to go through it again. <laughs> However, um, having the body, yeah. Yeah, that part, yes, absolutely. <laughs> that would be, I don't, I really don't think, I can't imagine uh, too many people that, um, you know, are relatively normal would want to argue that point but <clears throat> there is a difference between that and immortality and what that would mean as a consequence of uh let's say you you and i we we started this process of doing this thing and you know we would just be elated and shocked if you know we noticed this this process could happen, say, in a matter of months. And, you know, over in a course of just, you know, it may take six, six, six or eight months. And every couple, three weeks, there's just all these things slowly that we would notice. That we are, you know, we're losing weight and we're, we have more energy and all, all of this that we, we would certainly like that. <clears throat> But that is not to be uh, confused with immortality. Immortality, well, uh, at least not at least not in any conceivable future that um, I could see. We could imagine that. But then again, prior to using electricity for just about everything in our lives. I mean, if you could have shown someone in even just as recently the colonial era of, uh, you know, the 18, 18th century America, let's say, and if you just had this magic machine that can show them all of this and these images and the typical modern kitchen and the appliances, I mean... It, it would just, it would be beyond their comprehension. And that's the way this stuff works. So, you know, it's, it's not here for me to say that, you know, never say never kind of thing. I can't, I don't think I could honestly do that because for that very reason, for the example that I just gave. Who the hell knows? We know not the future. But in the relatively short conceivable future, I don't see 
Um, and that kind of, I don't see immortality happening. But what I do see is the uh, whole thing about extinguishing death from old age. Now, admittedly, as a, a certain step in a right direction, I know I would like that, and I know countless other people who would as well. Again, I don't think anyone would argue this point with me. But that doesn't have to make it clear that you are not impervious to death. And just as if you'll notice, um, many of us are lucky. I know that when I was really young, I did some really stupid shit. I mean, risky, physically, just stupid. And some of those things I could have died from. As a matter of fact, I would say at least a good, at least a good four or five times I should not have been here talking in this microphone today. It is anything just short of, I don't know, a miracle that I'm here. So, getting older and wiser and choosing not to, f to tempt the fates, <laughs> as it's said, um, you would have to understand that you can certainly still die. You could be in a car accident. You could be, you could be attacked or engage in a stupid, senseless brawl. And, you know, die from the consequences of that. I mean, for just as a quick example, um, young people, when I say young, I'm meaning mm, roughly 18 to 25, I consider pretty young. Maybe you could stretch it out to like 27, 28 after you're hitting 27 you know if if you're not if you're not acting with some semblance of being an adult you you're, you're in trouble <laughs> um and and it's the kind of thing often sadly that friends and family won't tell you to your face but they stand back and they just shake their head and you know it's like okay I'm not exactly seeing a bright future here. But, um, yeah, if you get into a senseless, you go to a bar or the tavern or the club or drinking establishment, whatever it is, wherever you are. And oftentimes with young males, it is about females um, or a, an, a, a ridiculous insult plus... In addition to that, it doesn't help that they are uh, there, as they used to say in Ireland, that they have their pumps have been properly primed <laughs> with alcohol, and so they're full of liquid courage, and they brawl, and they have a drunken brawl, which, you know, depending, you know, outside in the grass or something. Usually, these kinds of things, if there's no weapons involved, usually 
it's just kind of ridiculous and guys can try to try to pummel one another and no real harm done hopefully but in cities and towns with places like very hard floors and concrete and sidewalks and it's it's happened many times you know a guy um gets punched by another guy and he knocks him to the ground and the you know his head um usually the back of the head you know he falls and he hits um he hits the concrete or street or what have you way too hard and it ends up killing them all of that in a in a relative you know few moments of you know utter stupidity so even if i'm saying that just everything from uh doing stupid shit to sometimes just being unlucky of being in the wrong place and the wrong time, even if this process and procedure was done and perfected and we have eliminated old age as a, say, a cause of death and all that, that that wouldn't prevent anything else from potentially happening. And the reason I say all this is because I have, in the past, uh, seen various articles where they will start out with the statement of, uh, you know, are we heading towards immortality? Exclamation point. Uh, Scientists discover blah, 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 as means of, you know, virtually stopping the biological aging clock. Okay, but... You know, that's a that's a misinforming sensationalist opening line. And I really hate those. I hate things that use that tactic and you know it's sensationalistic and it's just you know completely erroneous. Because <clears throat> once again, if even if we found a way to be for many, 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 many years, or perhaps even centuries, to be um, young, that would not make us immortal. Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and put down your two cents worth. While you're there, please feel free to listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus, check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest saying take care. I'm out of here.